Hello and welcome to 16 Out Cinema Presents Movie Bozos. I'm TJ here with Bjork. Howdy. And I guess since you and Mike had a podcast, we inevitably had to have our own podcast as well. Um, We've named it Movie Bozos, uh, so you don't get your hopes up on any good, like, insightful (laughs) critique of any of the movies we choose to do. And we're free to do whatever moronic, bonkers marathon we want to do. And you want to do the honors of our first marathon to debut the show with? <laughs> yeah, we've decided to start the Movie Bozos podcast off with Rin Tin Tin of all things. <laughs> every Rin Tin Tin movie, every Rin Tin Tin Junior movie, and <laughs> Rin Tin Tin the Third has one movie which we will watch. Uh... But first, uh, I think you have read up on some history. I just got the book on Ren Ten Ten. <laughs> so you're a little bit ahead of me on the history of this forgotten star. This is an A-lister <laughs> who got first billing in his movies. And now some people might not know. They might think that this is some like unheard of Chinese actor, right? But you're going <laughs> to set them straight here. With the history of Rin Tin Tin. Rin Chin Chin, Hong Kong's finest. <laughs> the progenitor of Kung Fu. Oh my god. So yeah, I've got a bit of Rin Tin Tin trivia from um, an article I read on Archive. And um, first 25 pages of the book I think I read. It, it's quite Yes, so we're both also reading, uh, what is it, Susan Orlean's book. So yeah, I've throughout got this the marathon. proper version, you've got that fake version. Yeah, you, you, so Bjork got a picture or a copy of the book over there in the UK that actually has a picture of Rin Tin Tin's face on it. Mine, yep. it could be a double, and it's the back of his head. And I'm like, what actor has the back of his head on the cover of his biography? That's just <laughs> disrespectful. Such a but they, they still don't know who Rin Tin Tin is. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, Some people true. are wondering. <laughs> so... Rin Tin Tin was rescued from an abandoned German war dog station in 1918 by a guy called Lee Duncan. And as a kid, Duncan owned a dog called Jack, but his family moved away. And this sounds like some plot you might see in a bad soap opera. But he was like, Mum, when are we going to go back for Jack? And his mother's like, oh, we'll send for Jack. But the mother never sent for Jack. He never saw that dog ever again. Yeah, this dude's life is miserable. (laughs) Okay, okay, so this happens in World War One. Now, now this, I gotta say, I did read the first couple pages of the book, and it, it starts with this man in the 50s, like, barely hanging on, feeding oh, his yeah. dog dog food he gets for free. Yeah, that's when he's with Rin Tin Tin the Third, and he wants to hang so, on to that sponsorship, but the dog food company just wants to dump him. Like, Rin Tin so Tin's it coming n- now. It never really came through for Mr. Duncan here. <laughs> No, and it's like but, it's uh, like goes well, on love story about his childhood, growing up in an orphanage and everything. Well, I, I think we uh, anticipated the great reveal there by uh, Rin Tin Tin is a dog. Yes, he's a dog. <laughs> a German Shepherd. Yep. <laughs> and um, at the height of Rin Tin Tin's fame in the mid twenties, he was getting one thousand two hundred fan letters a week. Which is crazy. Ooh. Like, dogs can't even read. And he earned 6000 <laughs> a month. 
Oh, Andy six was insured for one hundred thousand dollars in case anything happened to him. Did you do the um, inflation on the six thousand a month? Oh no, I didn't. That didn't even cross my mind. All right, you keep talking, and I'll do that. Okay, so being the diva that he was, Rin Tin Tin had his own personal valet, his own chef, his own limo, and the limo came with its own driver. And Rin Tin Tin <laughs> even had his own orchestra that would play mood music for him when he was feeling down. And he had 18 so, doubles for when he was tired. This is what really got me interested in Rin Tin Tin because I, I read Janine Basinger's book of you know various silent stars. Oh, yeah. And there's the chapter about Rin Tin Tin that basically says that he, this German shepherd became a movie star diva. <laughs> Yeah, and at the time they were treated like actual actors and they got proper critical evaluations for each one of the movies. Yeah, oh, yeah, like there were like, you know, um, competitors who like would in the reviews, they'd say they weren't as good as Rin Tin Tin. <laughs> yeah, would, like professional the- critics would actually evaluate their performances like they would any other actor. Yeah, I read a one of the critical reviews and it said a dog called ranger was received a humiliating review where he was called out for not being a good actor like jesus it's a fucking <laughs> dog imagine? bad actor bad bad actor <laughs> and like the Go dogs would actively compete with each other as well like rintin tin had a rival who was called strong he was also a German Shepherd dog. That's a great name. And in a newspaper, the newspaper people had to assure the public that he was part of the Red Cross and not a frontline dog trooper. Oh. So they weren't rooting <laughs> for a Nazi at the cinema. Yeah, right? Yeah. But he was before the Nazis and the fascists. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. I keep getting the fucking yeah, World, World Wars War mixed I, up. World War I, dude, not World War II. Reddington was dead before uh, World War II. Um, $6,000 in 1925, by the way, $90,000. Jeez. Rinted so not doing too bad for himself. 1000 a month times 12. So it's clearing, you know, a little over a million a year. Just being what, a dog. Why did all that money go, though, if Lee Duncan was barely hanging on to right, right? What did Lee Duncan do with this? I guess it went to the fucking orchestras and the <laughs> drivers and the 18 doubles. He just, re- like, he just receives Rin Tin Tin's, like, payments after he dies. You're, you're his next of kin. <laughs> this is your problem Oh, now. my God. What if he, uh, he couldn't get any more royalties because it was a dog? Yeah, yeah, he never copyrighted Rin Tin Tin. I read that earlier. He never copyrighted him, so I think oh. he died penniless. Okay. Classic wow. Duncan. <laughs> Alright. Um, so, we are marathoning the Rin Tin Tin movies, although basically all of them are missing. Yeah, there's a ton of ones that just aren't anywhere. They're pretty much lost films. Which, I, which is just... I, I wonder... And, you know, I haven't read maybe you have read but did he have like international acclaim as well or was yeah this, uh, he was a US universal thing? star everyone okay. all over the world knew Rin Tin Tin. i kind of assumed because especially the silent era since there was no having to dub or anything you just change your title cards your ender titles oh yeah and this guy was like a all over the chaplain yeah <laughs> He's a United Dog Artist. He starts his own production company. (laughs) 
That'd be sick. All right, so for the original Intin Tin, we have what? One, two, three, four, four movies. It's not too bad. Right, let me... well, yes, there's four movies and then two four hour serials that exist for him. Have you uh, had so, a look for any of Rin Tin Tin Jr.'s work? I've not gotten there yet. I focus ah. just on Rin Tin Tin. Also, um, because you know, I wanted to do my research to know how many of these original Rin Tin Tin movies we were going to do and where we could find them. Because mm-hmm. I think the his, Junior's movies are going to be easily available. Yeah, I think so. I think half of them are on YouTube. Right, and that's where we watched our first movie. We watched it on YouTube, Where the North Begins from 1923. And it's a silent film, of course, but silent films aren't usually actually silent, but this film had no audio or sound whatsoever. Oh, yeah, so I totally just put on, like, ragtime piano music and, like, 20s music. Occasionally, weird blues with um, <laughs> lyric or vocals came on, and so I had to, like, get rid of those. But I think it went pretty well. Yeah, um, I, this is I also... didn't think to do that. I was just playing the song in my head, like, that cliche song <laughs> you get on all those YouTube silent films, that dumb piano score. Oh. Also directed by D.W. Griffith. What? <laughs> no, it's, it's directed by Chester M. Franklin. My, my heart nobody. just sank for a second. I was so confused. <laughs> um, oh, did you see that there's a colorized version on YouTube? Oh, no, I didn't. It, well, apparently it's colored by AI, it says. And it actually didn't look too bad. And, did it I have mean, audio? I don't... No. Ah. Um, it didn't have audio. And, and I'm, I'm against watching colorized versions of black and white movies yeah, i think they're so stupid you know, like i've seen I'll some look at them out of curiosity and they look dog shit yeah this didn't look too bad i also think that the, it must have been a colorized version of the same print or rip that the black and white one was but there does seem to be a little bit more clarity in the picture than the black and white one hmm. so just putting that there for anybody who actually wants to see your in 1010 um <laughs> that if you're not a purist for black and white, I would almost recommend the color version just because there, like I said, there's more clarity in the picture. But I'm a purist, and so I, I'm never going to watch that colorized version in full. Yeah, me and TJ are serious cinephiles. That's why we're doing Rin yes, Tin Tin. Yes, yes. When we're doing our Rin Tin Tin um, marathon here, we will accept no substitute and nothing <laughs> but our director's original vision. <laughs> D.W. Griffith's original vision. <laughs> I will I will not disrespect Charles or Chester. Uncle uh, Chester. Chester. <laughs> Uncle Chester's <laughs> original vision of a black and white Rin Tin Tin. <laughs> um, so it opens up and it says the famous police dog. So, like, there's two movies before this where Rin Tin Tin was supporting. But is he, is he already famous at the point where the North Begins come out, comes out? Uh, I I don't know. I haven't gone that far in the book to his movie days yet, but I don't think he would be too So I'll have to come back to that. We'll have to remember that one. But it says the famous police dog, but he was a a war dog. I guess that doesn't look so good up on screens in 1923. The famous war dog. Rin Tin Tin. Straight from the battlefield into your hearts. Rin Tin Tin. (laughs) 
And we get told uh, that uh, Rin Tin Tin is the French symbol for good luck. That's apparently what his name means. Oh, yeah. Which is immediately that. followed by his sister died of pneumonia. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's not so lucky. I was and, that, and I was also curious if that was true. Yeah, I haven't read but, that in the book yet. Damn, we should maybe we should have waited to record till we read a few more chapters. Okay, God, so Rin Tin Tin came over from the war where he killed Fitty Min and then he became a famous police <laughs> dog. And it opens up with actually some nice, beautiful shots of the snow. It's like yeah, kind of wide angle. I was surprised by how nice the cinematography actually was. Right, I was surprised there's like a there's a tracking shot behind the sled and. Rin Tin Tin is a, a puppy within like a little cage and you actually get like some POV shots of his in the cage as it first follows the sled and then flies off of the sled. Yeah, and, and then like the guy that 1920s camera is as well. Right. Yeah, it's impressive. I did not expect to see like any kind of visual flourishes in yeah, the definitely. first Rin Tin Tin movie. <laughs> We've got more to look forward to. Right. Yeah, maybe it just gets better from here. Yeah, and the crate that Rin Tin Tin's in falls off the back of the guy's sled, and it was his only cargo. Somehow we had no <laughs> right. idea this happened. He didn't hear a foot or anything. Yeah, this guy does not give a shit. He's just some guy. He's just running a job. He's like, ah, oh, I lost the dog. And oh, yeah, why is my want? sled I... so much lighter now? Guess I'll keep going and not look behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, yet. I don't know why a, a, a timber wolves a thing. They call the wolves in this timber wolves. Oh yeah, they just like accept him. Like, yeah, it's, they it's like jungle book. They're making one of his own and raise him as a wild. Wolf. Right, I thought that was really funny. Like instead of just a little boy raised by wolves, just a little puppy just raised by wolves. All right, I can understand the parallels. It's easy to understand. And it says Rin Tin Tin developed the cunning and fierceness of a wolf, but deep down he knows he is still a dog, and it's his dog instinct that keeps him aloof from the wolf brethren. So he's like kind yeah, of I an mean, outsider he, in his own pack. We gotta, you know, give it some grace. It's the 20s, so of course it assumes all these uh, species roles on Rin Tin Tin. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> um. And then we, we meet the people, and there's basically just the, the typical uh, Hollywood rich guy, with <laughs> yeah. a poor guy with a heart of gold love triangle with the girl. Yeah, the McTavish family. Yeah, so you we You keep we dropping your headphones or something. I keep hearing really weird noises on your end. Um, I move around, and it, it bumps oh, things. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Um... So we meet Gabrielle, and I forget the McTavish girl's name. Uh, Felice. She's in that chair knitting, and this is when the film turned into a horror film for two seconds. Did you notice that when it uh, like abruptly cuts to that cat, it looks like the cat's covered in bright red intestines? Oh, I actually wrote Tangled Cat. Aww. Cause it's oh, all I, I thought it was it horrifying. It like intestines to me. No, I thought it was adorable. Oh. <laughs> but... But to me, what was horrifying was Gabriel walks in the door, tells her he has a surprise. And Wait, she's like, oh, a baby? surprise. <laughs> what could it be? He pulls a baby out of his backpack. <laughs> like, I was yeah, like, that... what? Did this guy just 
kidnap a baby? That's what I thought. That baby looks two years old. So I'm thinking either kidnapped right. it or he brought it from some other family. He's like, like he's my friend say, if baby, it, they, they sub, they're intertitle him with like a French Canadian accent, but it's like, my friend say, if baby die, take care of it. He die. So <laughs> I take, I take baby. baby. <laughs> I'm going a little Russian because I can't do French Canadian. So yeah, I tried <laughs> doing a French accent and it turns out Italian. Yeah, those, uh, those Russian Quebec people. <laughs> so yeah, he just took a fucking kid. Yeah, guess, his friend definitely authorities don't like care what these trappers do. <laughs> yeah, it's outlaw land. Oh, no, no rules apply. And yet that um, big that bad rug- boss Galloway, who uses his position as the factor to mask his evil doings. Such yeah, a that's weird, a weird phrase I've never heard. Factor, but yeah, he's just totally just like. Just the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, he's and, rich he runs some, and he's the bad guy. And he runs some weird fur pelt operation. Yeah, and he's embezzling money through it, and he really wants Felice McTavish to like him or be his wife. But but she's just kind of like, yeah, if Gabriel wasn't in the picture, she might, even though he's a completely shitty person. Yeah, it doesn't seem there's many options in those parts. Yeah, I guess that's it. That is the problem in the 20s films. Like, women are just, just ready to settle. <laughs> they yeah, only yeah. have two choices. <laughs> it's the poor guy who brings home babies or the rich <laughs> guy who's an embezzler. <laughs> I wouldn't pick either of those guys. I know, right? And he, he has his side piece as well, his housekeeper, who sits next oh, to yeah. him by the fire like his lapdog. Well, I wish there was more of his side piece. I love that the inner titles just say, like, the town knew her as his housekeeper, but she was more than that, or something like that. Like, it's basically, even the inner titles are just kind of like, we all know she's his whore who stays in his house. Yeah, I think it even said that it's his housekeeper, and he refers to her as housekeeper. Like, he didn't call her her name or anything. (laughs) Right, but the, the inner titles wink at that. Like, she's not really the housekeeper, but that's what he calls her. Yeah, I forget the. I didn't write down the exact wording. I don't know why she wants to willingly help him with his evil plans. It's strange. And half the time you see her, he's sitting down and she's on the floor, like over draped over his knees. <laughs> yeah, she's literally like one of his fur pelts. Right. <laughs> she's just his blanket by the fire. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And he also has that uh, slave guy who he's called the Fox. The Fox. That does his evil thing. Yes, his, uh, his yes man, his henchman. Yeah. And um, Galloway, the bad guy, offers Gabrielle, French Gabrielle, $500 if he will deliver the fur pelts. And he willingly accepts. Right, down this like ultra dangerous path that no one wants to take. It seems like you would just have like another path at this point, right? Like you're a trading outpost. And if yeah. this one path is so bad, <laughs> fucking he, find another one to do your trade. And he willingly accepts because it's five hundred dollars, and apparently that's how much it costs to get married in the wilderness. I don't know. Gabriel is stupid, and Galloway <laughs> probably just told him that. But that, I wrote that in my notes. Gabriel is sweet, brave, and stupid, and French. <laughs> but, and yes. He cuts to his stolen baby once Gabriel goes back to the house, and the baby's stew- chewing on some kind of beef jerky. And I no, thought this... no. Well, what was it? Okay, go ahead. 
Oh, well, it was I, the her I, dad's I, cigar. Oh, well, they, I mean, it was like beef jerky yes, or something. I did too at first because he's like chomping away, and it probably in reality was beef jerky. But then, after like at the very end of the scene, it's like the scene continues away from the baby, but as it like goes away from the baby in the background, you like see the dad kind of like notice what's going on and go. Like take it away from the baby, oh, and that's right. when I realized, oh, that baby was eating the cigar. That's disgusting. Yeah, the baby just looks at him, starts crying, then the dad gets all pissy. <laughs> yes, that's why he got mad because the baby was eating one of his cigars. I think he was just pissed he was eating his jerky. I guess it makes more sense though. <laughs> Um, I should say now it takes a long time to get to Rin Tin Tin in this first movie. I hope they're not all like this. It's like it's not bad. This thing's only a little over an hour long. And it's yeah. got to set up some kind of human plot. But some, some of the stuff in this film, I really hope the films take a different direction after this one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I didn't mind this as just like a, a typical pulpy adventure movie, mm. and I, I think it, it takes a little long to set everything up. But once it's set up, it does tell a good dog story. Yeah, it eventually gets going. Just takes a bit. So Galloway sends his evil fox henchman again ahead of Gabriel to ambush him. And the fox hides in a tree with a rifle. And why do the Gabriel's sled dogs randomly stop in front of that tree? It doesn't make yeah, any I sense. Don't, I don't know. Maybe he just wanted a break? I don't, I don't know. It's just like too much of a coincidence that they would stop in front of the ambush tree. It's really strange. Yeah. Probably, they probably got sick of fucking Gabriel whipping them and just wanted him to die. What surprised me? <laughs> like, maybe they, maybe he was like, well, I guess the fox was there. I was gonna say maybe he was going the wrong way and the dogs knew it. You know, like dogs and horses get to know their paths and they just go along the path. And maybe yes. Like, Where are you <laughs> Especially us, when there's only one path that people keep dying on. I'm sure they'd be very familiar with it. <laughs> yeah, they follow the scent of death to get them. <laughs> So the fox and Gabriel get into a shooty fight and shoot each other back and forth, like 10 feet away from each other. And Gabriel mm -hmm. rolls backwards down a diagonal hill that's neither steep or treacherous, and he doesn't bang his head, but he somehow ends up getting knocked unconscious for like three hours. <laughs> and the fox didn't even finish him when he had the chance. He just left him. Like, he just assumed he was dead. Like, he didn't do a double tap or anything. He's like, ah, good enough. Yeah, the guy's a real <laughs> amateur. So then Gabriel wakes up half dead in the blizzard, and this is when we see Rin Tin Tin and the wolves fighting over who yes. gets to eat him. Oh, right, yeah. That's, that was kind of cool that he's defending him from getting eaten. Yeah. Or not. I guess he's defending his own, like, meat, actually, initially. Yeah, I, I was not and I was kind of like, is this. I was wondering if this dogfight was humane or not. Like, no, was it? Was it? This was brutal. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, 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 I can't imagine they used the real tin 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 for this fight. <laughs> it was how one of his doubles. I hope he did. Yeah, this was the crazy. Doubles to get fucking chewed up by a wolf. <laughs> imagine all the red tin tin doubles that must have died from wolf fights and crap oh, like just that. All the dog fights they had. Oh yeah. no, that's that's horrible. Another yeah, one's like, dead. Throw him on the pile. That's one thing. Like I didn't consider because like I knew Rin Tin Tin lived a very long life. <laughs> and, yeah. like, he was a diva, right? So I didn't consider that watching any of his movies, you would see 
inhumane treatment of animals. Because they're like, oh, it's Rin Tin Tin. He was a fucking star. They wouldn't mistreat him. But yeah, of course they would fucking abuse his doubles <laughs> and make them dogfight in front of us. You watched this with your kid, right? Yeah. Well, what did your kid think of it? Um, he really didn't have a lot to say. He kind of sat and watched. He played. He came, came and went. Um, I don't know if I have any immediate notes here. Maybe down the line I do, since we're going through the plot. Oh, um, right. Yeah, I, I, I have a couple quotes from him. Kid. And he did want to watch more Rin Tin Tin when this was done. I'll say that. So. Oh, that's good. Hopefully the film yeah. pick up a bit and less violence. <laughs> Right, I don't have a full-on commentary from him, but he like he likes silent films. He doesn't often like. I have to convince him to sit down for them, but like he'll watch. He's watched some Buster Keaton shorts and Charlie Chaplin shorts, and he, he likes them. Yeah, cinephile in the making. That's how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> my dog is uh, adding his voice in the background, panting. I hope that doesn't turn up on my track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have to the emergence. Like Rinted Tin's really here. He's watching over us. <laughs> <laughs> He's an 80 pound dog. Last Malamute looks almost German Shepherd. Um, anyway, so yeah, we finally meet Rin Tin Tin. And I felt bad for him. Well, after this fight, right? Because, like, then this. Oh, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. So they have the fight. Then Rin Tin Tin, like, aggressively bites Gabriel's leg. He's proper going for it. Right, yeah. He it's almost really eats the guy. Yeah. Uh, oh, I actually wrote it here, talking about that fight. Did we see him actually kill another dog? That dog looked dead. I'm not even joking. I think we, yes, I, so, warning for, you know, um, animal people. Yeah, I'm an animal person, good, this was we, too much for maybe me. Maybe we'll get into it as we're reading the book, but there's a good chance you see a dog kill another dog right there. I was trying to see if his, like, chest was going up and down, but... I didn't see any breathing, yeah. so... <laughs> no, but the only thing is, like, if they threw them in a fight like that, I mean, unless they, like, I guess they, it was bad days for animals back then, they could have just drugged one dog to make them slower, right? Like, yeah. to ensure the outcome? Yeah, and, and he's know. fighting or an actual wolf, too... so the wolf has to be somewhat trained. So maybe he was playing right. dead? I hope he was playing dead. I, I, I don't know, but the way they were playing, because when dogs play, like... They'll tussle, but they don't quite get up on each other the way those dogs were doing. Yeah, they were I don't, I really don't know. going for it. <laughs> um, in here, too, although not during the fight, but there's a shot with, like, the snow and Rin Tin Tin in the snow in this blizzard, and it's literally just they're throwing snow in this poor dog's face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't believe like, you trying to blink it did. away. Yeah. There it goes. There goes the robot telling uh, my son to use the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so um, before Rin Tin Tin rips Gabriel's face to shreds, his heritage, yeah. his like, dog ancestors persuade him not to tear his face off and instead treat yes. him as his master and friend. And then, um, and, and then Rin Tin Tin like, goes and takes a bath to like wash all the fucking blood off of yeah, him. I thought he was going to get fish, but he didn't get fish for... <laughs> Gabrielle, he just chilled. It was just river. so random. Even that was uh, one of my son's quote. What's that dog doing in that water? And I was like, <laughs> I don't, I don't. That's a, kind of just a random dog in the water shot. So I, I my, my vote is that Rin Tin Tin was washing the blood off his. Paws. Yes, that would not surprise me. <laughs> Why is this river so red? <laughs> so, so then the fox comes. 
to see if Gabriel's yeah. basically dead. He finally comes back around for the double tap What hours later. Like, what did he do? Did he just have to, like, a really bad shit and he had to run off? I, I think he just might have camped in that tree for a bit while the blizzard was on. And he shoots Gabriel uh, in the leg, which is never brought up yeah. again. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he shoots him, gets him, and he's and then Ren Ten Ten like gets him a death <laughs> from above, jumps at him, and pulls him off of a ledge. Yeah, the guy acting, the fox actor, he looked legit scared. Like Ren Ten Ten looked yes. like he was gonna kill him. He was not letting him go. Yes, I wrote it here. Don't fuck with Ren Ten Ten. My <laughs> jaw dropped with it just was, like, the aggression and the acrobatics. Yeah, each time he got up that little hill, he just grabbed his leg, pulled him right back down, and the fox at one point just picks him up and launches him across the screen, and he just comes right back and gets him. It's crazy. I know. Maybe my wife was, like, walking by and just stopped to watch (laughs) Brendan attack this man. <laughs> it's so crazy. I oh, so I actually cool. have a I have a quote from her in that moment. Oh yeah. Ren Tin Tin is killing that dude in front of our kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's a nineteen twenties film. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't know. It's not that graphic. Except <laughs> it fucking is. Ren Tin Tin is eating that. Oh, it's not as bad as the later on scenes, though, but we'll get to those soon. <laughs> no, those later scenes are so bad. So, oh, man. So, Riddintin rips, like, a piece of clothing off of the fox's outfit, and I think Gabriel, I thought Gabriel recognised the outfit because he pulled, like, a ooh face, but he doesn't. And then they head to home to, head, not home, but on the way home, they go to that cabin and they cobble, they, they, There's, like, a, an outpost cabin yeah. for the travelers to stop but that was pretty common yeah that's even in, my um, favorite part of the film even florida had one of those we had a we have a or had we don't still a barefoot mailman who would like travel between <laughs> basically, basically where mail I live and barefoot mailman <laughs> he would walk the beach and there's a couple places where he'd have to swim across lagoons uh, but mostly, like, there's two big the crossings. One of the letters get wet. Well, there's two big crossings with boats, right? And he basically traveled from my town, well, not my town, but Lake Worth, basically my town, to Miami. And it was a seven-day walk. He'd walk on the beach, have a couple points where he had to cross on a boat. He did not swim. That was incorrect. And uh. they'd have a couple on the beach. They'd have a couple just, like, little shacks, kind of like this, where he could stay the night along his trails and yeah it's, a lot of them died well one of them died because somebody used his boat so basically he would use the boat to cross one way get down to miami and when he got back the boat would be there waiting for him to go back the other way nobody else was supposed to use the mailman's boat but somebody did so the boat was on the other side so he decided he had to swim across and then he was never seen again probably eaten by alligators holy shit yeah. This this is like this sounds medieval. This is like late. How old are you again? When did this happen? Late eighteen hundreds. Well, I mean, mo- like usually so they would just cross on a boat and not get eaten by alligators. And it's it sounds lovely, like just seven days walking on the beach. No, it was six days, and then he'd have like Sunday off. That was his job. I don't know. Every that sounds week. like a crappy job to me. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't like to just walk for six days outside and then only have Sunday off. That would be pretty bad. Like, but that was his life. 
And that's kind of Gabriel's life. So he stops in this little shack with Rin Tin Tin, but leaves Rin Tin Tin outside. Oh, yeah. And is this when he leaves Rin Tin Tin after they play? Oh, no, Rin Tin Tin comes in and then they play Tug of War and Hide and Seek, which is so cute. Yeah. Easily the highlight of the film for me. I loved it. Him crawling across that mantelpiece. That was so cool. Even when they're, they're bonding. And, and Rin, but now yeah, Rin Tin Tin is still a dog caught between two worlds. <laughs> yeah, the vicious dog that almost gnawed his face off is now licking his face. He's like he's bipolar. Rin Tin Tin is a bipolar dog. He's like he's bipolar. He wants to be a wolf <laughs> and he wants to be a pet. <laughs> I really, I want to see a really dramatic trailer for this film. The dog caught between two worlds. <laughs> just rent and tend like look at his paws over his eyes, just like. <laughs> yeah, awesome, awesome, like deep, like um, film metaphor. Like renting tin is actually an analogy for mental health. Shot in <laughs> four by three. That. Yeah. <laughs> Like really pretentious oh, <laughs> to, to represent so the uh, the claustrophobia <laughs> and the confinement <laughs> he feels in the the uh, world of men. <laughs> this sounds too good to be true. It's like so perfect. <laughs> a rent and ten art film. Oh my god! This has to happen. Released by A twenty four. Directed by Robert Eggers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'd have to start with uh, the then the Rin Tin Tin, like the lighthouse and the Vavitch and the Norseman. <laughs> the Rin Tin Tin, <laughs> the Renty, and like Rin Tin Tin now has a voiceover. Just open like, I'm not like other dogs. <laughs> I'm caught between <laughs> two worlds. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So Gabriel this finally gets home, and he's like, "Hey, yeah. guess what? I have a surprise." <laughs> oh, not another baby, Gabriel. <laughs> so now he's got—he's brought home a baby and a dog in like—I I would say the reverse order, except like bringing home a baby is not in any way normal. You don't just <laughs> bring a baby home in a backpack. That's not the okay. A very strange time, <laughs> right? Um, and and... his fiance seems fine with both the baby and the dog. Yeah, so I guess He's maybe they're meant chill. to be. She might, you know, we don't get much of her character, but it might be she's just as stupid as Gabriel. Yeah, or if she, like, talks back or objects, Gabriel I mean, might just backhand her because it's the 20s. I mean, we don't honestly know. It could be that, like, Gabriel had a second family and that's where the baby came from. Like, where does he oh, go? We don't know where he I goes. I was thinking that. Maybe yeah. he's a psychopath and he has a second family that he, like, he murdered his wife in a fit of rage. <laughs> And brought his Gabriel only child the back to police and said, "Oh, my friend, he died. Oh I take baby." Are we are so over analyzing Rinted Tin film. We're looking begins. between the There's lines and there's nothing there. Darkness lurking yeah. beneath where the North begins. <laughs> there's so much subtext to this old ass film that no one's seen. <laughs> the simple dog's adventure. It's much more <laughs> complex than it seems. Let's see how deep the rabbit hole goes. Um, well, so, anyway, Gabriel gets blamed for the loss of the furs. Oh, yeah, by Galloway. And now... And um, that investigator's there, and... Um, what's his name? Gabriel pulls out the cloth, and he's like... 
Rinty tore this pelt off the man, so whoever he is, I'll find oh, him. Oh, yeah, because that would hold up in 1920s court, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the barest evidence is the dog doesn't like him. He must be guilty. Like, this dog, also, this wild dog that no one knows. This wild murderous dog caught between two worlds. <laughs> doesn't like him. I love to see the cop rented in the courtroom drama. Just, Exhibit A, the half-chewed cigar. Can you imagine, like, calling the cops and just be like, my dog doesn't like this guy. Book him. <laughs> I I would not be surprised if there was an actual case like that in the 20s. That'd be so cool. <laughs> I'm sure people have tried calling 911 saying their dog didn't like someone. <laughs> or if, like, rented thing got, like, charged with manslaughter or something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, if they're going to do that, they should charge rent and dent for all this fucking crap. Your Honor, my client has PTSD. He did not know what he was doing. <laughs> oh, no. Rent and dent PTSD. He's having these fucking World War One flashbacks. <laughs> Just going crazy. Back in the trenches. <laughs> Thinking they're French soldiers. <laughs> No, Rinty, no! Quick, play the orchestra music! Coming <laughs> oh out. my god, this is bad news for Gabriel, since he's an ex-German soldier. <laughs> he's gonna hear that French accent just fucking snap. Rintintin, mon ami! And he's like, what? Growling pounces on him. So I took no notes for, like, the human plot in here with the intrigue of Galloway and all that. Um, I oh, skipped right ahead to that. where the... F do you want to talk about it? I don't know. It's not yeah, to do with Yeah, we can. This is when... Um... Standard plotting. Oh, hello, McAfee. Thanks for popping up in front of my nose. So this is when Gabrielle sees the fox and Rintintin basically tries to kill him again and they have a little struggle and he jumps on top of the counter basically trying to kick Rintintin because he will actually kill him and this is when Rin Rintintin uh, gets introduced to the baby and I would not let this fucking dog near a baby it almost killed no, a person twice he's not got a trusted track record yet I was yeah, on he the like, edge of my seat watching that scene with the baby Yesterday, this dog tried to eat me. I wouldn't put him in front of my five-year-old, <laughs> let alone a baby. God, yeah, Gabrielle's got a screw loose or something. He's not sane. So Galloway orders the fox to hide the furs in Gabrielle's cabin so that the police will search oh, his cabin yeah, and think that yeah. he... It's a good um, thing you took notes on this stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I write down every little detail I'm watching something. That's why I have to pause it. I can't just, like sit through it like mike does and just, oh yeah, yeah i don't like i don't like to pause so i scribble my notes really quickly that's why sometimes like especially on the main show 16 on cinema you'll hear me like oh what the fuck did i write because <laughs> i don't i don't pause i don't want to pause i just want to scribble scrabble my notes as fast as possible yeah i think it took like the, the movie two and a half hours to watch the film because i always pause oh jeez, yeah i don't have that kind of time <laughs> so rinty gets jealous of the baby and he doesn't kill him but he rips off his clothes and the native american babysitter isn't too happy about this 
So she froze uh, it all? Uh, the, the, she kind of came out of nowhere. Like, suddenly they have, like... Yeah. I guess that's an American tradition, because Angus and I just watched The Fear 2, and there just happened to be an Indian living in the house. So I guess that's an American <laughs> Hollywood tradition. It's just Indians just... Yeah. Or Native the Americans. The Native American babysitting um, bull. <laughs> how are you calling them? You got me calling them Indians. No one calls them Indians over here anymore. Is that still a UK thing? Well, I, I didn't call them an Indian once. I called them Native American. So you said Indian. No, I didn't. I said Native American. Edit this out. Oh, good God. Fine. <laughs> I messed up because I've been drinking. The Native American, like, just living in the house. Yeah, well, American Hollywood just refer tradition. to her as Sitting Bull from now on. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, she comes out and, like, takes away the naked baby. Yeah. And this is when Rinty pulls off that fucking sick high jump. Like, that's two stories he managed to wall scale. It was crazy. Oh, well, yeah, when he gets kicked out and then the fox comes to uh, attack... Oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the woman and the baby. Like, you're talking about a few so tries. So is no longer in the house. But I'm glad they showed huh? his attempts, because it makes the eventual, like, leap into the window really satisfying. Right, it was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. It was legit. Like you said, this dog jumps two stories up into a window. Yeah. Just climbs, scales a wall, jumps up a wall into a window two stories high. Yeah, people often cite Buster Keaton as the inspiration for Jackie Chan's stunts and slapstick, but I think it's really Rin Tin Tin. It's, it's a combination, Buster Keaton and Rin Tin Tin. Oh, absolutely. Sure. <laughs> uh, so then Rin Tin Tin becomes the merciless Avenger, <laughs> protecting this baby. Uh, and yeah, just he, he, he chews the fox to shit and gets blood Everywhere. There is blood all over the baby's clothes, all over Rinty, and Gabrielle returns home, and he sees, like, a massacre. Well, the Native American runs off with <laughs> yeah, the baby. Sitting bull oh, just yeah. runs away with the baby. So, so Gabrielle comes home to Rin-Tin-Tin, no baby, the baby's clothes, and blood everywhere. <laughs> and naturally, as you should, he assumes the fucking wolf dog that he left with his baby ate I his baby. I knew it was a bad idea That's... to bring that dog near my baby. Right, like, like, oh, no, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> fucking idiot. But I, I don't think he should have jumped to conclusions, though, because there was no body. Oh, it's at this point where... Do you know the Animaniacs? Uh, yeah, I know the Animaniacs. Okay, so it's totally like a Mindy and Buttons situation. You know the little girl and the dog? Uh, I don't know the dog. Okay, so it's like the little girl who's like, Okay, lady, I love you, bye-bye. And then her mom's like, You should call me mom and go be safe. And then she's like... It goes to the dog. It's like, and Buttons, don't you get into any kind of trouble. And then, like, the little girl gets loose. And, like, basically every 10 seconds she almost dies. But the dog saves her life. But then at the end, like, the dog accidentally, like, knocks something over or gets wet. And you're like, bad dog for making that mess. Bad dog. Even though he's just spent five minutes saving a child's life every 10 <laughs> seconds. And that's what happens to Rin Tin Tin here, except with then he gets a almost brutally whipped. Blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gabriel grabs that whip from the mantelpiece, and I thought he was whipping him at first, which was fucking awful, but he was actually, like, whipping behind him, trying to scare him. Yeah. And then Galloway comes oh, and he wants to we shoot get this Rin Tin great, Tin. Wait, we get this oh. great intertitle. My dog, he killed yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I got that. I wrote that down. I burst out laughing when I read that. Yes. My dog, <laughs> like, he oh killed my the God. baby. <laughs> it's 
<laughs> Maybe you shouldn't bring home fucking wolf dogs and babies. <laughs> Not a good combination. One or the other. Like Galloway's like, I told you, let's kill this dog before he kills someone else. And he's like, no, I'll shoot my dog. No one else. <laughs> so, Rin is obviously scared. And he heads to the wilderness. Now that Gabrielle's like mm-hmm. fallen out with him. And Gabrielle finds the fur pelts. I mean, Galloway finds the fur pelts at Gabrielle's house, and the investigators, like, really don't give a shit at this point because they think a baby's been killed. And, yes, and, yeah, they're like, what do these furs matter? Yeah, he's like, There's we've got... No, baby. where are you going? We've got to find the furs. A fucking kid's dead, man. Yeah, no, no, yeah. check the closet. <laughs> 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 and uh, the investigators find the fox half dead in the village. And he basically tells them Galloway's plan and all the fur pelt business. And I think we find yeah. Sitting Bull with the baby fine. Yeah, then we find the baby and Gabriel knows. And then there's this great scene <laughs> where Gabriel goes out into the wilderness and finds Ren Tin Tin. Yeah. And they have this like long bonding moment. It was like a rom-com scene when the people are making amends. <laughs> Maybe like, I just can change. Long conversation. Yeah, he just keeps talking to Rin Tin Tin, and then Rin Tin Tin is like, You had me at Raroon! <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. And... <laughs> so <exactly that. laughs> now we need another, another Rin Tin Tin spin off Rin Tin Tin rom com with Gabrielle and Rin Tin Tin. I'm glad I was able to still do that joke because I actually said it to my wife, and she laughed, and then I, she just. Then she yelled at me for making such a dumb joke. No, that joke was funny. <laughs> I'm not like other dogs. Yeah, that scene then when Galloway is arrested by the investigators and Galloway punches that cop right in the face and it, they didn't fake punches in the 1920s so we, you can actually see him punch right. him. And like he then goes onto the horse and rides off into the sunset. And on the way, he managed to oh do quite that. God. He does like quite a sick stunt when he picks up um, Gabriel's fiance for ease while riding the horse. It's pretty cool. And then Rintintin um, gets a running start and jumps off of a hill. I think someone threw him. He, he like flies towards the house. Okay. So weird. I went back and I really couldn't tell. Do you think that was a live dog being jumped at or jumped jumping or being thrown at? Or was that a puppet that went at him? I kept pausing and playing it and I think it's definitely a live dog. And I, I'm pretty sure someone threw him at the horse. Like I can't see Rindy making that insane jump. Went right under the horse's feet. Oh my <laughs> god. Like took 10 takes. They're just 10 dogs dead on the road behind the horse. <laughs> so brutal. Oh, no. Anyway, in that moment, my son said, look at that dog being brave. <laughs> so to get away from the possibility of dead doubles. Rinty um, would rather take his chance in the French trenches than be on a, a film set by the sounds of it. Right. It was totally a puppet, though, when he's wrestling with the dog. Oh, yeah, that, that looks horse. silly. Like, they just, like, sellotate it through his neck. It's like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> And so this this fight with Galloway ends up Rintintin pulling him off the horse, and eventually Rintintin yeah. throws the bad guy Rinty off of a cliff. kills a man. He legit kills someone. <laughs> He's like, no, he kills two in this movie because the fox dies of his. Oh, wounds. did he die? I didn't realize he died. 
I th I'm very sure that with his dying breath, he made his confession and that he was dead at oh, the end yeah. of that scene. There was a lot of blood. But Rip Ten Ten is, uh, like I said, he's a merciless Avenger. This guy is fucking um, like Charles Bronson in Death <laughs> Wish. <laughs> and the end of this film like The Lion King. Rip Ten Ten's just looking down at Galloway off the hill and he's basically like, love, long live the king and just pushes him off. Yeah. <laughs> Then Galloway ends <laughs> yeah. up in a stampede of wildebeest, however. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that it did end with Ren Tin Tin just, like, wandering off. You know, like a like a Western hero. Like, he's just too violent yeah. for the, 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 Rin Tin the simple the town life. And he has to move back off into the wilderness and, like, go kill more men <laughs> because he can't settle down. But then he, like, turns into a but sitcom. Instead, he his head the instead, he moves in with Gabriel, and it's cheaper by the dozen. When um, <laughs> Gabriel's like, "Oh, he went away," but he he comes back with his wife, who's not a wolf, by the way. Yeah, he's so I guess there's German, other shepherd. German shepherds lost. Yeah, and he's got like nine kids that move in. Then you get the Rin Tin Tin family spin-off. We're not like other families. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Rin Tin Tin Vision. Oh my god. <laughs> It's just the WandaVision, but with Renton. That was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, I like this movie. It's a nice pulpy adventure, which is exactly what I expected of a Renton 10 movie. Yeah, I, I think it, it was a bit... um, decent. I'd have probably given it like a 7 out of 10 if it wasn't so distressing. Like, I was. I, my I, heart hurt I would watching give this. it a 7 out of 10 easily. I would. I could even maybe go an 8 out of 10 if I could fucking oh my see God. the damn thing. Because the YouTube rip is horrible. Yeah, I think but, I'm going to check mean, out that color version just to see that cat int intestine scene. I'm curious. A part of it for me, though, is like those stunts with that dog are amazing. Yeah, and he's, he actually gives a really good performance. Like, I'm tempted does, to add Rin Tin Tin yes. to my favorite actors list. It's really he good. He does actually like seem sad and lonesome when he needs to seem sad and lonesome, and he's happy and playful when he needs to be playful, and he is aggressive. As oh my god, fuck. he is! You know, I actually think he got nominated for an Oscar. I'm not sure what for, but he, I'm pretty sure he got nominated for an Oscar. What for this movie? Oh, you're not sure what for? No, I, I'll have to read the book more to find out what. But I'm pretty sure he did get nominated. Okay, did Ren Tin Tin win an Oscar? <laughs> No, he didn't win a Best Picture Oscar. Oh, well, yeah. Why? Well, I mean, it, the Oscar started well into his career. He was almost done with his career. Oh, really? By by the time, yeah, because the first Oscars were like nineteen twenty nine, weren't weren't they? Uh, I don't know. Earliest Oscar thing I know is when that black lady from Gone with the Wind won, but that was like nineteen thirty nine, and I think they were before that. Uh, okay, so I guess maybe 1928, 1929. Anyway, I don't know. There's a whole article. We can read it later. I'm not going to do it right now in the middle of the episode or the end of the episode. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, oh, I guess the other thing about, yeah, I was saying his performance. Like, a lot of times, too, when, like, a dog is being aggressive or violent, like, mm -hmm. there's always the safety of, like, well, that's just a trained dog. You know what I mean? It's, like, in the back of your mind. Yeah. But he moves with so much ferocity that you start to forget, like, that... This dog is trained and won't kill these people. Yeah, like, he's a trained dog, but this dog's also got war experience. Like, he's, like, always five yes. seconds away from yes. snapping and actually ripping someone's throat out. I, 
I guess that's what it is because like we're used to like like this dog like Benji ain't got shit on this dog. <laughs> like those dogs we've seen before. I guess probably we're gonna see this same problem probably with his, with Junior, is oh, that yeah, they yeah. were trained to you know to be movie dogs and do stunts, but this dog was originally trained to fucking kill people. <laughs> So well, I guess Korea. no wonder it's convincing <laughs> when he's pretending to kill people on screen because that's his, like, he was born and bred to kill. Yeah, from trained killer to trained actor, it's crazy. This this dog was trained to, like, run across no man's land and go rip throats <laughs> out in another trench. So I guess, yeah, it makes sense that when he's attacking, I believe 100% that this dog will kill. I won't surprise me if he did actually kill someone and it was covered up. Like, one oh, of the big man. 1920s Hollywood scandals, and that's what leads to the court case. Like, 12 it's Angry a, Men, but with Rin Tin Tin. It's a shame when they, like, found him on the battlefield. Like, he didn't have a collar with, like, notches in it for how many kills oh he had. Oh, my God. Love to know he has, like, 10 dog Rin tags wrapped around his tail. I want to know where he keeps the dog. Yeah. Oh my God. This is a crowd I killed the other day. I push I him onto a landmine. His World War One uh, kill count. <laughs> I would love to know. I'll just say fitty men, like I've been saying, the King of the Hill joke. I don't know if you have King of the Hill in the UK. Yeah, I love King of the Hill. Yeah, so he's Cotton Hill. I, <laughs> I beat them to death with Fatty's leg. Um, so so fitty. I think that's a fair number for Rin Tin Tin to have killed in war. Yeah. Before becoming a beloved movie star. Like if you shave Rin Tin Tin's fur, you'll see like like little scars etched with like the like the five column scars. You know what I mean? Oh. God. <laughs> or underneath his fur, he has the te- the teardrop tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> so Rin Tin Tin served time in the pen. <laughs> so what are you in for? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well I'm excited to continue with Rin Tin Tin. Oh hell yeah. Um What we have next, so the next several ones of his are missing, but we'll end up with 1924's The Lighthouse by the Sea. And for anyone who wants to watch it with us. It is on archive.org. If you just search Lighthouse by the Sea 1924, you will find it. The... um I do love that the person who uploads it has that caveat that, like, I don't want to hear any complaints about quality. This is an excellent print, and this print looks like someone wiped their ass with it. Yeah, I I think it's less than 144p. (laughs) Right? It's... It's like a VHS rip of a VHS rip that was recorded on VHS and then encoded and uploaded. It looks so bad. And I don't even know if like, I mean, I'm going to watch it, but I just don't know how much we're actually going to be able to see going on in that movie. Well, I guess we'll just have to use our imaginations for some of it. Do you have any uh, early Ren Tin Tin trivia to go over? Oh, I, I think off. I covered most of the trivia apart from this I was going to say for later, but I'm just going to say now because it's funny. There was this woman in the 1950s around when, um, I think it was 50s, maybe 60s, and she messaged, not messaged, um, she sent a letter 
to... Yeah, you would have had to send a letter back then. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't have messenger. She sent um, a letter to the... the <laughs> a lead telegram. Lead. She sent a candy gram. <laughs> she sent, a, like, a pigeon letter to the dude who owned him. And by then, they hear, like, Rintintin 8. You know Rintintin? There's, like, Rintintin 20 now or something. I think they still keep going. Yeah, I, I, I caught wind of that in the opening of the book that he he's it's an ongoing legacy but i didn't get into like where that lineage is today yeah, it's like anything. the manson family it's like a notorious serial killer family they just keep breeding <laughs> but, into but the, no the manson family wasn't a blood family bjork I mean, they, <laughs> they they shed blood but they weren't all related I, I, you know what i mean you know what i'm about <laughs> i, know they weren't I related. don't know what you mean it's a it's a legacy family it's just like He's had kids, and they keep naming one Rintin Tin. Okay, that's nothing like a band of occultic <laughs> serial killers. Okay, I was wrong then. <laughs> Maybe not, but anyway, this... They didn't even have a second generation. Like, <sighs> they were done after that. Well, Manson's legacy lives on, okay, like Rintin Tins. <laughs> okay, but the family is done. Okay, the family is done, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, you would it like, maybe... Could it be, like, the monarchy? Oh. <laughs> I have no clue. All right. But, yeah, this... You have no clue about the, the monarchy. I, I have no idea about the monarchy, though. Okay. It's, it's good to know that you have as much knowledge of them as an American. Yeah, I, I do not give a shit about them. I could care less. <laughs> Um, anyway, so Ren Tintin the 20th. Or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Were you, did you have more to say with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Before I started shitting on This her? woman, like, messaged Lee for uh, one of Ren Tintin puppies because she grew up watching the show and she oh, loved right. him. And she was like, she dedicated the rest of her life to going on tour with Ren Tintin 8 and, like, taking him to, like, shows and stuff. And the funny part is, when she was touring, she, like, she didn't have like a much money or and she went all on her own in a car with Rin Tintin 8 and mm -hmm. she stopped at her friend's house in the desert and in the book it just deadpan says when she stopped there her friend tried to murder her but she didn't let it get her down she carried on that's all it says and it just like says it so nonchalantly I want to know why he tried to murder her and what happened but it never says <laughs> This book is going on some tangents, then. I can't oh, it goes on for, some for, real to tangents. Story like, we learn all about how... Rin Tin Tin 8 in the middle of the Rin Tin Tin book. Yeah, and we learn all about how fighter pilots in World War One used to take lion cubs up in the air in the planes as, like, mascots and stuff. Okay. Yeah, it goes on some... That's on, on super not random... relevant to, the, to a dog actor. It's not. You, you learn so much about the owner. I know more about the owner than I know about Rin Tin Tin at this point. Oh, I get it. Okay. Well, we'll have more tidbits for next time. Yeah, true. And uh, so we'll see you all next time for The Lighthouse by the Sea. That does sound lovely. I hope it has vicious... <laughs> Hopefully. Man-killing dog action. <laughs> Rinting kid just ends up drowning a guy. <laughs> oh my god, just holding him underwater. Just like turns house. on the lighthouse light. It blinds him. He falls backwards off the rail into the ocean. <laughs> Oh, he's totally going to throw somebody off of a lot of us. We're going to have to start keeping track of the Rin Tin Tin Kill Counts per film. Alright, so far it's two. Rin Tin Tin Kill Count is two. Yeah. And we will update you next time. <laughs> Alright, see ya. Ciao.